welcome to the Wayward Podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Jordy. This week we're going to be talking about A Court of Wings and Ruin. In this book, we start with Farah, and she's back with Tamlin at the Spring Court, and she is plotting her revenge. Cute Vigilante Shit by Taylor Swift. But don't worry, we stand in the rest of the Night Court crew are eagerly awaiting her return, but at the same time, they're also trying to unlock a thousand-year-old curse that will hopefully hopefully save the world. Oh yeah, and there's this big war that's apparently coming and all of Prithian is gonna die unless all the High Lords band together and help each other out and save the world. Basically Avengers, but make it romanticy. Yes. Alright, so now that we've started this book, give me your thoughts on Farah being back again with Tamlin. So I have so many mixed emotions when it comes to Tamlin. Yeah. I go back and forth all the time between Tamlin sucks, Tamlin's terrible, keep remembering that he messed up in a big way. Big way. And then I'm like, oh, but Tamlin thinks he's trying. Tamlin thinks he's doing a good job. Tamlin has the best of intentions. And I'm like, I need to go back to therapy because it's like (laughs) – no, he was controlling, manipulative, violent, and we don't need that. We can root from him from the sidelines and hope that he changes. And I just feel bad because at the same time, Tamlin's transgressions shouldn't be held against the entire court. And so Farah coming in and doing what she's about to do and kind of deceive everyone and open them up to a lot of destruction I kind of feel bad about yeah I think that's very fair I remember starting this book and just being like oh not again with Tamlin like I just feel bad for the guy (laughs) and I was so this is so funny I was like so nervous I'm like oh my gosh she's back with him like, how far is she going to go? She can't do anything. She's resand and her belong together. What's going on? So I just remember the only thing I was worried about is that she was going to sleep with him. But <laughs> that's where my priority was. I was like, she can't betray him like that. Um, but I, I really like that. I love how she kind of uses Lucian as like a buffer for that to make sure that doesn't happen. But also to like mess with Tamsl- Tamlin's mind. This book, I cry every time I read it because of how it ends, just with Tamlin, and I think, I just think it's so beautiful how, if you think from Tamlin's point of view, like, this whole story, and then it ends with him. We're getting ahead of yourself. Yeah. We're we're not talking about the ending yet. I know, but I'm just talking about, I think I look at this more of like, oh, poor Tamlin, but like, eh, I don't like him or hate him. At the beginning. We were like a hundred pages in and you finally were like, oh my gosh, how many times are they going to say the, the word? And the word is my mate. My mate. I wanted to punch the book. It, it got <laughs> to the point I had to pause. Haley and I were listening to the audio together yeah. and I had to pause it because... It was just way too much. It was too much. It was cringy. It was unnecessary. I said, at this point, we better start counting how many times they say it. 
And I swear, we got three chapters in from the point where I said, let's count it. And I think we got up to... I have it right here. What do we get? Well, I only have through chapter 14 through 16, but they say it's I mean, 19 times in three chapters. Yeah, it feels like more than that because they also allude to it without saying it. Oh, and it's the all bonds. the bonds. The yeah. bonds. <laughs> <laughs> Which I... I think I liked reading it on my own. I didn't like all the judgy looks I was getting from Jordan because I love, I love it. I, mean, I am obsessed I am, I with love it. it, and I'm obsessed with it. But I feel like, in some way, it makes it, and it turns it from this like great powerful thing to this cringy teenager thing. Um, I'm twenty. 20- three years old you best believe if I had a mate like recent I'd be saying my mate 200 times a day <laughs> yeah then I'd be rolling my eyes at you yeah that's fair and yeah. I would deserve that but if Resand was my mate there's no way I wouldn't be making sure that was known I'm going to tell your future husband <laughs> I'm never calling him my mate. <laughs> yeah. Never. That's as, cr- that's as cringy as it is. I would never call my husband my mate. That's weird. That's like if you, like, people who are married who, instead of referring to their partners as their names, would just say, like, my husband, my, <laughs> my wife. It's like, yo, we get it. We get it. No, but I think the point I'm making is, like, if I had a connection, like, a mate. I would never call a husband like, oh, my husband, my husband. Because your connection to your husband would never be as strong. Never. So in this book, Nesta kind of takes a more leading role, kind of, where she's just more involved, I guess, than obviously the other books. But you kind of start to see her and Cassian have more banter. I know you have a lot of opinions on their relationship. So let's hear it. Just from Wings and Ruin. <laughs> I, I've i been prepping myself because this entire time, Haley's been talking about how much she hates Nesta. I how, get, how many times do I have to tell you I don't hate her? That's just not true. That is true. <laughs> I don't true. hate. I don't hate her. I don't hate her. You voted her out of the islands. You don't like her. It's the only the Silver Flames is the only book you said you didn't want to read with me. Again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think Cassian is amazing, and the more I read about Cassian, the more I understand why when people play fmk like why they chose to marry cassian over resands oh marry him instead yeah like and why I'm is that to get it he is hilarious yeah he's like tough he tougher than the high lord <laughs> i mean cassian has gotten the crappy beaten out of him so many times like on the brink of death so many oh, times yeah. so like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know and it just seemed like he's definitely not as powerful as the High Lord though I didn't say he was as powerful but like if I would want someone to protect me and be I don't Lord. know like, Rhysand definitely I'm not saying he 
has more. Whatever like, you can have, Cassian, take him. <laughs> He's, <laughs> all right. He's all yours. He's all yours. Um, I don't know. My thoughts. What did you? I don't know. I love their banter. I have so many highlights in my book of these two talking and my favorite one of my favorite parts of this is when Nesta comes running down the stairs and like you can tell she's looking for Cassian and like he's not there and then a couple of days later um she's like rushing down the stairs again and he is there and she's like oh you didn't come and then she like cuts herself off and then he's just like um he just like makes a funny remark like oh if you really wanted to see me and it it just made me so happy because like she love like she loves him so much and she just needs to make even though she can't express it yet she just wants to make sure he's okay and like see for herself that he's safe and like see I love her I do really like her I just don't I wouldn't enjoy her company. That's <laughs> like, yeah, I, but I, I do have like, I love their relationship and I think it's so sweet how much she loves him and like what she has to work on to get there. I think it's important to note during this. So after Nesta and Elaine have gone through the cauldron at the end of Mist and Fury, they are now trying to figure out what powers they possess mm-hmm. What's going on with them? Um, Elaine is heartbroken and kind of seems like she's going a little insane because she's saying these things and nobody understands what she's saying. And she seems like she's withering away. And Nesta is working with Amryn to figure out what her powers are and to figure out more about the cauldron. And it's like during these sessions like oh Nessa refuses to work with Cassian yeah. to like train or whatever even though it's like I feel like that's coming from a place of insecurity that's just like how I saw what was happening yeah and um, You'll so get there's, to a lot, there's a lot going on with both of the girls and I feel like for Nesta Cassian is a highlight because he's the only one who's willing to banter back with her or give her something other than trying to continuously tell her what to do yeah, or how to behave or go here, go do this. Or, and like everyone, Nesta will just like make these remarks and everybody is like shocked that she would say that. And Cassian just like plays along. He's like, Oh, okay. I'll say something too. I love that. Um, okay. Now, what we listened to the audio while um reading the books tell me your thoughts on the bone carver and um what's the name braxis i'll just say one thing about the audio i was getting full body chills when braxis like the voice was talking i was so creeped out whoever is the voice actor did amazing i would be terrified too so, your thoughts. so how do I feel like like the bone carver and like how when they go to see him he's like a little boy for Farah, Jurian, Sands. I thought it was cool. I honestly as far as quote unquote 
you know, the bad guy or villainous type of characters. I always found it interesting that his name was Bone Carver, and I wanted to figure out more about that, but I feel like we didn't get that. Yeah, fair. And, yeah, Braxis. Scary. It's kind of, like, weird. It's just, like, very weird, I feel like. It was hard to kind of picture in my mind, because Braxis wasn't that supposed to be the thing that was at the bottom of the library. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it was almost kind of like this mythical being that you could kind of explain away like oh it doesn't really exist until it's right there yeah in front of you and well he just takes on everyone's biggest fears yeah kind of like it yeah so a little bit of backgrounds back when pharaoh was with tamlin we find out that highburn is um going to put troops or whatever whatever they're called <laughs> into the spring court which is really scary because the spring court borders the wall which is where the humans live which is where Farah and her sisters and her dad lived before they were fey obviously um but we only care about it because <laughs> oh, whatever <laughs> that was like one of those moments where it was like the I just had a sentence and I wanted to see where it would go. (laughs) It went nowhere, everybody. (laughs) Anyways, so the wall. So we stand in the night court. They're like, oh my goodness, we have to get all of the high lords together. And we have to make sure that we can't kill each other. So we got to place this magic over the place. And it's kind of like in my mind in game of thrones when they're like everyone we have to come together stop fighting because, <laughs> <laughs> because winter is coming <laughs> the snow zombies are on the way yeah that's funny and that's then good. it's like oh okay so we have to get all of the courts together yeah. like tamlin tamlin and um what was it tarquin who had the blood rubies yes. over their heads. Resand, Amran, and Farah back in Mist and Fury. When Farah stole the part book. of the yeah, book. So um, they put the spells together to defeat the cauldron. Yes. They're like, oh, what's going to happen? So Reese is like, we got to gamble. Oh, yeah. Just like we did with the queens. <laughs> <laughs> that went so well. That went really well. <laughs> so during this when they're all together, they the courts of dreams has like a little bet of who's going to be the first one to throw a punch. I thought that was just I don't know, wild like just what, really? I thought that was so on point for, for them. them. And it I feel like it was just a comedic relief moment. Or like they needed to make something well, serious. Yeah, the bet so. in itself I guess was totally fine, but it's the fact that Farah got Azrael to calm down by like treating him like a dog. Those are two different things. You just you said the thing. I get it. I get it. The bet is fine, but it's the fact that Azrael is the one to actually cause. Well, he didn't cause this thing. No, so yeah, we're jumping back and forth between two different moments here. One is the bet. The other is during the meeting. (laughs) 
Azrael was the first one to actually do something, and it was surprising. And he wouldn't listen to Reesan or anybody. But when Ferris stood up, <laughs> oh, that was another moment. Azrael, stop Haley. it! You stop it! <laughs> Sit down. Come back. <laughs> That's exactly how it felt. Yeah, it was. And like, was like that was another cringy moment, but whatever. Um, how did you feel when Tamlin showed up? Yeah, I was about to say. So this was i think the first true moment where i felt really bad i like i felt heartbroken because it was like okay in his mind he is slash was in love with farah yeah and now he's here doing this and i was like oh this just hurts and they were kind of being mean to him even after he showed up i mean he's a he's a traitor okay but then, I mean, <laughs> spiny therapy. Yeah, <laughs> he started being a jerk, and I was like, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, he started being super inappropriate. Almost like saying. Conrad in the Summer I Turned Pretty season two. Yes. <laughs> um, and then Reese kind of put him in his place and controlled his mind a little bit so he couldn't speak. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's a little. But whatever. A little what? Like embarrassing for Tamlin. Oh, very embarrassing. Yeah, like. But fair enough. Then it's like also like you need this guy on your side. Do they though? Yeah. They do. Do you think so? I think they would be fine without him. Yeah, but like if you want peace after the war. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what did you think? When Tamlin shows up, I'm like, oh. And then I thought, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) no, I, oh, and Lucian. That's right. I love, I love Lucian and his whole thing. Oh, in this book, him and Elaine are mates. And Only wants nothing to do with she him. wants nothing to do with him. And it's like she kind of likes. It seems like she kind of likes Azriel. I feel like Elaine. One of my coworkers, shout out to Riley, was talking to me about how oh you know how the mates don't have to like you don't have to choose you don't have to actually be with your mate. And, like, you can be with whoever you want and, like, you can have just as strong of a bond but just in a different way. So I am wondering, like, oh, is Elaine going to pick someone else? Or maybe they have multiple – there's a possibility of multiple mates. Yeah. Because they live so long. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, back to that. I just thought it was really sad when – um, Tamlin saw Lucian in the Court of Dreams clothing, and so it's like not only did he lose the love of his life in his mind, but also like his best friend. Yeah, not hurt. And especially when Resand only recently, Resand's been alive for five hundred years, and only since he's known Farah has he come out and said how he was a good guy. But for 500 years, he's had this act where he's a bad guy. So it's like, that would be so painful when you've been such a good guy. And now your best friend is even leaving you for this villain. I also want to talk about how Lucian's brothers, father, and mother were all there. Yeah. And that was a big moment for him, given all of the history that's there. 
And what did you think about it? I think it's so cool that his real father was also there. Supposedly. Which I am 100% sure is his real dad. <laughs> yeah. And I just am really excited. I hope that he dies and that Lucian gets to become the High Lord. So who is Lucian's real dad? Helian. And why do we think that? Why do we think that? Because apparently when Lucian's mom was younger, Helian and her were in love. And she, like, ran away. I, this so, I'm sorry. I sound like a fake fan. I'm, like, confused about this story. <laughs> we're paraphrasing. You gotta read it yourself. Um, yeah, read it yourself. Um, like, Lucian's mom, like, was running away or something. Or, like, with her f- sisters. Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> I thought they were just having, like, an affair because she didn't really like Baron. No, right. But, like, didn't her sisters die or something? Yes. Doesn't that sound familiar? <laughs> I have only read it once, so. Right. I don't know. That's terrible. Um. Anyways, anyway, Lucian's had an affair. had an affair, and Helian is Lucian's father. Period. Facts. <laughs> facts. Straight facts. Um, also well, because she's because, all favored him. Well, and Lucian, his powers, he can do stuff with fire, right? But so can his... Brothers? Yeah, that's what the Autumn Court does. Oh, well, they made that, like, a big deal when comparing him to Helian. Because he's, um, the day court, whatever. (laughs) Like, the lights. Because remember, it's also Farrah Glows. He's, like, the healer. Oh, yeah. True. But something with the fox. I, like, saw, like, somebody talking about how the fox is Helian. Some people are, like, go really into this, and they know what's what. We need to get into it. Yeah. What else did you have to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I <coughs> I always am interested during these interactions because of what happened between Eris, which is Lucian's brother. Oldest brother, yeah. Oldest brother, and Morgan. Morgan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were supposed to get married and whatnot, and... Bad things happened. They sent Morgan back. Eris Why did they send her back? Because she slept with a Cassian. Uh oh. Uh oh. Only once though. And never, never again. Ad- and never again. And <laughs> never with Azriel. Even though Azriel's kind of in love with her. Yeah. We learn more about that though too. Oh but yeah. Eris yeah, kind of left her to die. Yeah. And so um. I don't know. Whenever they talk to each other, it's like weird though. I don't know. Something's up with Eris, especially yeah. when it comes to what's going on with the Night Court. I feel like there's whenever. Well, and more, he doesn't like his dad. Well, either. I feel like whenever we get more books, I feel like there's going to be a very juicy story when it comes to Eris. I don't know what it's going to be. He's like pretty involved in Silver Flames. Oh. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. And maybe I'm onto something. Yeah. I saw a reel. And it was, like, one line from Silver Flames. And this is when I was, like, 20 pages in and couldn't get into it because of my feelings towards Nesta. Because she just loves Nesta so much that she couldn't get into the book. I know. I'm on it. I You hate her. I it's don't. Okay. Stop telling people I hate her. <laughs> I don't hate her. I love Cassian, which means I love her. Um, That's not how that works. 
and it can work that way for me. It doesn't though. It can. You can't tell me who I can and can't love. It's written all over your face though. I don't hate her and I don't adore her. Okay. Anyways, my gosh. (laughs) I was like 20 pages in like, oh, here I go reading 993 pages about this. But Cassian's the bomb, so I guess I'll keep going. And then I watched one reel, and it was like two sentences that Cassian says about Eris. And I was like, I have to finish this. And I read it, the rest of the book, in like three days because I had to know what happened. Um, I made, out of those two sentences, the story was a lot different in my head. Still good, but kind of wish it was the way I thought it was. All right, so... We're going to end this recap of Wings in Ruin as part one. Next week, we're going to talk about the war, visiting the human worlds, the Highburn camp, and then the conclusion, which is so big. I'm not even going to give any spoilers. But it's the most dramatic season yet. Literally. <laughs> makes me cry every time, even thinking about it. I'm sure I'll cry next week. Okay, so for this game, we are going to pick which court we would want to be the high lady of. And are we going to take the night court off the table, or? Yeah. Well, I mean, I actually wasn't going to pick that, so if you were, you can have it. I actually wasn't either, surprisingly. I didn't. I thought this was whatever one we want to take over, not a high lady. If I'm going to choose high lady, I'm going with the night court. Oh, okay. If I'm taking over. We'll be like, he's still with Farrah. Ew. No, I don't want that. <laughs> um, well, I mean that. Wait, so then are you telling me I would have to marry? No, you would just be just the high lady. Over. Yeah. I don't just, know. Or, I would... And in your world, you could be with Resand if you wanted. You could be with Cassian. Cassian. Yeah, whatever. No, Azrael. You could be know. with, make up your own guy. And <laughs> <laughs> he'll be there too. Anyway, <laughs> I would take over Summer Court just because it gives me the most oceanic mermaid s type vibes and i will forever choose that i love that i am gonna choose the day court why why um number one his power is healing and he glows like the sun and that's (laughs) i'm about it that's my dream uh i love the sun i love healing people would be a cool gift to have be cool to say i love healing people too (laughs) (laughs) i like to say i can heal people but but i can't so i wish i could all right and that is it for wayward wings and wings and ruin part one (laughs) bye